Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recording started. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to this week's Matrix It discussion group call. Matrix It is in exiting the Matrix. For tactical sovereignty, like I always say, this wonderful Sunday, the first day of the week, not the seventh, not the Sabbath. And this evening, we are going to be discussing uh, protecting our property, uh, which is what the state knows it as. It's kind of unusual for a lot of people to refer to their offspring as their property, but they are. They are your tangible property, and that's the way the state sees it. Um just like people don't realize part of their property is also their rights. Their rights are their property. That would be listed as an intangible property. <clears throat> and so this evening we are going to be uh, going over some experiences some of us have had. Uh, I expected a few more of the people I know that have gone through this to be with us this evening, but they were unable to. But we're going to move forward with it anyway. <clears throat> And I, I think one of the first things that people realize when it comes to uh, their offspring and it being deemed property, one of the first markers, I guess is a good way to put it, of that is uh, when that birth certificate or certificate of live birth is created. That looks much, much like that certificate of title you have in your glove box. And there's kind of a reason why. But I've got a couple friends with me this evening. Jules is here with us. Uh, Cecilia is here with us. Um, Jules, would you like to introduce yourself or anything? Uh, well, I don't. I don't know what to. Uh, what should I tell about myself? Um, I, I'm most commonly known as Julie Embry, and uh, most commonly known for working the uh, Cliven, uh, Ammon, and Ryan Bundy cases in Oregon and Nevada. So if, if that kind of tells you who, uh, who oh. I am, <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's anything else. Um, my person resides in Texas. And the woman is pursuing happiness uh, on Oregon currently, but not always. I'm from Oregon. <laughs> ah, I'm from my mother. So that's odd. Oh, <laughs> are yeah. You, are you, are you Celia? Uh, Cecilia? Yeah, I gotta, Cecilia. I'm still learning. No, it's okay, but I... I, and I don't mean it to be to be rude. I would give you a heads up because, like, we have to correct the way we're talking because yes. they taught us legalese. And so I like I like to help people change. If you change the way you talk, you change the way you think. So I, uh, absolutely, I, yeah. So and I, I was brought. Oh, go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say, Brian, I wanted to reserve. I, I don't know how much time we I know you're doing introductions right now, but I, I wanted to reserve just a few minutes to explain uh, after introductions to explain to people that will be listening to this call later and, and the ones that are on it now as well. Sorry. Uh, how our children are property. Uh, um, because there, it, it, I can show you how our, our children are property. So I wanted to reserve that if, if, uh, before we start talking about it so people can understand how their children are their property. That sounds beautiful. Um, well, Cecilia, you want to give us a quick introduction and then we'll let um, Jules kick in with what she has for info on this. Okay. Um, well, I'm Cecilia and I had an experience with the entity CPS and other entities about two years ago. And that's kind of what put me on this path, like very um, uh, a focus, focus more on this path to help families stay together. Um, and it was a result from a phone call and just I got to see how things are done and how these entities work. And it was very interesting. And, yeah, so I'm here. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I have Jules. Uh, let us know where she stands with this and what she's found. And uh, this is going to be interesting because Jules and I have never really spoke on this particular topic. However, it is obvious that we can tell here that she does know the difference between us and our person, and that plays into it big time. So, Jules, why don't you take it away? Okay, so I, and I'm going to use the Bible as a point of reference, so um, I don't want to uh, eliminate or ostracize anybody that, you know, is not necessarily religious or, or whatever you want to call it, but... Um, to, to preface what I'm going to tell you, I believe full disclosure is in what we call the Bible. Um, too much of it is in the Bible. Okay. And I, I think that, um, I think your disclosure is there. Um, I can explain that a little bit better at length another time, but think about um, how the West was, we'll say one or settled people families came and they rushed over here they could have a certain amount of land they were given stakes four stakes and they could claim whatever piece of property uh that they picked but you had to be the first to claim it right and to claim it you you would figure out okay how many acres are we getting? And then you'll put your stake there, 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 and there. That's how you stake a claim in property. That's how you become a settler. Okay, so you have settlers and settlers. Now, uh, when I don't want to, I'm, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be blunt here. Um, when a man claims a woman. He's the one with the stake. He's the one who's going to stake his claim. The woman is the fertile soil. And the crop belongs to the man. That's his crop. Okay? 
your children are your crop. He plants his seed in her fertile soil. Your children are your property. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. In anything that doesn't make common sense, whether I say it, whether God comes down or a burning bush says it, if it doesn't make common sense, just throw it out. Just throw it out. But if, if, if you can just look at things in their purest form, you'll see it. You, it all of the veils are moved back, and it's so easy to see. But if that doesn't concrete it in your mind that a seed is planted and the crop is your property, I, I don't I I don't know how I'm gonna convince you that they are because if, for our minds being so brainwashed from day one, um, it it's it's hard to to say I'm gonna look at things clearly instead of I'm gonna look at things through what I'm told. So I don't know if that'll help anybody in the future, but uh, that's my revelation. Makes sense. Yeah, and one of the things that I, I like to point out as well, when you're talking about uh, the people moving westward and the settlers, uh, people also moving into the lands, if you kind of think about things the way we're taught as children in school about, say, the pilgrims coming over, and they're often referred to as settlers as well, we need to realize that that's actually legal terminology, and a settler is a position in a trust. Well, and actually, Brian, it's a, it, 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 that's exactly right, except for it's a difference between an ER and an OR. Yep. So one settles on the land and stakes his claim for property, and the other settles uh, all matters for a trust. Yep. Now, it, it, and uh, here's, I'm going to throw this out there. It's it's not in today's discussion because I'm not going into that. But the, the very luxurious uh, car that I travel in, uh, the paperwork on that car, the promissory note was signed, comma, said lore. And they discharged the whole thing in nine months. It was my property in nine months. Never demanded a payment after I got the keys and drove off with it. Okay. Nine months, that's an interesting time period. <laughs> it's perfect, isn't it? It's a perfect time frame to create property. Absolutely. And, and you know that when you claim property, you have to develop it. You're responsible. You can't keep it if you do not, if you can't show any development. So you have to be a steward of property. Does that make sense? Correct. Correct. And the, the way I look at things when it comes to the offspring and, and when that birth certificate is created uh, from little hints and things and some things they've blatantly said, 
um, regarding like UCC nine and the things I've heard out of the mouth of judges is really what has happened is they've created an artificial entity there. And that document, that certificate of live birth is the registration. It's the creation of that artificial entity. And we'll notice most of the time that the date on that for that entity, the date will be about 10 days or so after the actual birthing. And a lot of times people, myself included, we call vital statistics, asking questions. And one thing that always stands in common with what they say is that that record that's created is recording an event. They always use that word event. And I think a lot of people think the event is the birth. That's not the event they're talking about. The event in their legal world is the event of creating that artificial entity and the registration of it. And so now the position that you're placed in, because we've been told from the beginning, you don't use that for identification. You're not supposed to use that. And even I've read on uh, vital statistics blogs, they'll say uh, that they say, unfortunately, this cannot be used as identification because it does not include a photo which makes 100% sense. To me, there's another reason why it can't be used as identification is because it doesn't say what that document is for. The closest thing it'll say to what it's for, it'll say male or female. It used to say boy or girl a long time ago, but now it says male or female, which is a scientific term. So male or female what? They don't say male or female what? Is it a documented horse? Is it a papered dog or an animal? They don't tell you what. So they kind of leave things kind of ambiguous there. So people automatically kind of get tricked, though. They they go and they use it like for driver's license or or maybe um, for doctors or other different things uh, with the infants and don't realize that we're kind of being led right into the path of being the representative for that artificial entity that they created. And we still can't seem to nail down the definition of male and female. Okay. It's, it's still very fluid because now we have females that used to claim they were males and because because nobody knows what anything is. Right. And they're, they're muddying the waters even more with that whole topic, aren't they? Yeah. But, but I mean, honestly, they were muddy anyway. But but now they now they remove the veil and show you that you don't know what it is either. It, it's 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 nothing. It's nothing. Everything is nothing. Everything is a fantasy. Everything is created in somebody's mind. So when, when you're talking about the birth certificates, the, the certificate is the admission of the real thing exists. It, it's certifying that the real thing exists, which is the same thing as if you see my shadow. My shadow lets you know that the real thing is near. Does that make sense? Right. So, so what, what people are familiar with is 
what they call the straw man, the legal person. That's the shadow. And they operate only in shadows and they operate only in representation. That's all that matters. Exactly. And they've, they've referred to it also, they refer to it as an organization. And myself, I think maybe to get closer to what it really is, would be a uh, partnership. Because if you look in the definitions of, you know, what things are a person, a lot of people jump straight to corporations. Well, sorry, you're not a corporation. There's too many other things that need to be qualified for a corporation to exist. But you are a corporate structure. And other things that are corporate structures are LLCs, trusts, partnerships, organizations, and sometimes associations. Well, I'm gonna, but, I want to clarify real quick, Brian, what you said. You're not. Your person is. You're, you getting a person created for your use, for your exclusive use, is, in my opinion, part of your birthright. Because as sovereigns, as kings and queens, we're not, we're, we have to come with clean hands. There's no way to operate here with clean hands. So you have to have basically a servant to do your dirty work. So the problem is, is that we're using their person, their legal fiction. Exactly. Instead of creating our own. Exactly. There's a uh, video out that it was very popular, probably still is popular. And I thought it was really interesting when I first watched it. And I thought, but there's something not quite right about it. And it was a video made by a gentleman by the name of Christopher. Can't think of the last name right now. But it's called A Planned Trespass. And after you know doing more research i was like oh i know i understand i comprehend now why that video something just didn't seem quite right about it and it's because it's not necessarily that the trespass is being done on the part of the state the problem is is the trespass is being done on our part is that they created this entity they created this organization like you said everything is in representative capacity so they see you as an agent for that organization but what's the problem? The problem is you are trespassing on something they created. You're the one automatically guilty of the trespass. You see what I'm saying? Well, um, yes. And it's, it's, it's kind of like a uh, misuse of their property. So if, if you come on my property, you have to behave the way I say. Okay. I had an attorney coming out here. Um, one time and I told him sure yeah you can come out and you can uh, there was a dispute about a, a machine out here that had been left for 10 years and um, I had when I came out here I started making demands that it be removed anyway and then I went to the county courthouse and started proceedings on claiming abandoned property and there's a process to go through, which I did, uh, not under my name, but somebody else's name. And um, uh, so the guy who thought he still owned it sent his attorney out. He wanted to see and take pictures and stuff, blah, blah, blah. 
And I, I told him, I'll meet you at the gate because the gate is locked. And I had him, I said, you'll have to sign this waiver before you come in. And I said, I'll give you a minute to read it. It's one page because I love sticking to one page. And on that one page, he waived all his rights. In that one page, uh, he consented that if he broke any of our private laws, that he that that he would be judged here by uh, by a jury, and that the decision would be final, and that that he could not dispute the findings of the court. Um. Anyway, he signed it, and I escorted him to where he wanted to go, and then I escorted him off. They. It's it we're 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 misusing their property. When you're using the legal name that they gave you as part of your birthright, being born on this soil that's commonly referred to as America, uh, that's what they're prosecuting you for. Because by using it, just like a website, by, by, by using this website, you're agreeing to our terms and conditions. Now, because you don't understand what the terms and conditions are of the legal person that that you got once you arrived here, you're violating their terms and conditions. That's what you're being prosecuted for. And you're waiving your rights, just like that attorney did. It's it everything is so much simpler. Uh because at if you use your own person, if you use your own person instead of using their legal person that they created for you to use, that judge in that case, in that probate court, because the guy was dead, um, it was his son was sending his attorney out here, um, the judge had issued an order that they could come out and get it. And uh, uh, the estate, the decedent estate, sent a private letter to the judge and explained to him what was going to happen if he violated uh, the uh, if he violated the estate, trespassed on the estate, and, and trespass doesn't mean coming on the property. Okay, just him filling out that order, that piece of paper was a trespass on the state, on the estate, because it's a declaration of war, and you're breaching the peace with the estate. And and they, that's the one thing they can't do is breach the peace. And that and that judge stood down, and that was the last we heard of it, and the equipment was sold. You just can't use their person. All right, um, Cecilia's going to stay up for us this evening. So, Cecilia, um, why don't you go into what you have gone through with your offspring and uh, resulting things from it? Okay, so, like, how I made my own private documents and stuff and then the interactions with CPS? Sure. Okay. Um, well, I began... began this journey before 
my first son was brought forth into the world. Um, it was through the sovereignty stuff, um, the sovereignty citizen or sovereign citizen movement. And uh, I started researching the birth certificate and what I could use in place. Um, and for him, I did an affidavit of live birth. I've learned lots since then. Um, and for my second son, I had a unassisted home birth and did the same thing for him, uh, affidavit of live birth. And my most recent pregnancy um, was what resulted in CPS thinking they can get involved. Um, I brought forth uh, surprise twins and um, one was living, breathing, full of life, and our other son had um, died uh, several weeks before. Um, and that night, I had done a lot of research on, like, the on their rules that the twenty-week mark was when you're supposed to, it's considered a, a stillbirth and you're supposed to call. Um, we didn't call because I based on what I knew and what I felt through the pregnancy. And um, so fast forward to uh, three months after uh, March 6th of 2020, um, uh, my sister-in-law, uh, called from Oregon, 2,000 miles away, or about, and uh, said that we um, we murdered our baby because we didn't go to the hospital and we weren't medical professionals and we couldn't know that our baby had died, that he was still alive somehow. And so uh, that night uh, they came knocking on our door and it was about 10 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock. And uh, so uh, they arrested me and my husband. And they stole our kids from their beds. And that uh, was the beginning of the interactions. And um, Cecilia, what were the charges that you and your husband were arrested on, if, if um, you don't mind? It was, uh, it was um, the Human Skeletal Remains Act, or Prohibited Act, um, basically saying that we, because um, we were planning a, a springtime burial, and... Um, in that statute, that that thing, it it said that we knowingly threw threw away, abandoned, abandoned the 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 remains. Even though, thank, on, you, thank you. Hmm. Thank you. I I get the gist of it. I I know it's hard to to. Yeah. I, I get oh. the gist. Okay. Thank you. Um. I'm sorry for your anyway. loss. Thank you. Um, 
So uh, they charged us with that. Of course, um, it was all a lot. And according to everything I've researched, I knew just enough to know that what was happening wasn't right. That, but I, I didn't know enough. I, I knew enough to get myself in more trouble, if that makes sense. Like I, so I signed stuff. I, it was a learning experience, and um, so with the CPS, I'll just focus on that since that's what's pertinent here. Um, with the CPS, we had a meeting, and uh, it was like a pre pre-meeting before the court with a mediator. Um, and we were very blessed that we met people who were on our side. It was very clear. It, it was all very s spiritual. Like I, the right people were placed on our side for our boys to get our boys back. And uh, they asked about why we didn't get the birth certificate and social security number. And they were like, like, what are you hiding? And I chose my words very carefully and I said that, you know, I according to our faith, we believe that we're all born free in that we have the right to choose the, the contracts and stuff that we enter into. And I was like, there's no laws that say we have to do these things. And um, we got a lot of eye rolls and like, it, it was very interesting people when I brought up the Bible and our beliefs, people got squirmy in their seats. And um, then we faced the judge and uh, with that, he was livid. I, I know a lot of people are like judges are all bad, but I think he, he had kind eyes. He looked at us and he was, he was visibly upset and he was like, when he asked the CPS people, they're like, what's going on? They're like, I don't know. We've never, we just got this. And he was like, oh, if I wasn't the judge and I didn't have a whole bunch on my plate, I'd be your attorney. Um, so that was kind of nice. I think that helped quite a bit to have the judge on our side um, with, you know, knowing just enough. <laughs> and so... Well, I think what the important thing that you said uh -huh. is according to our faith, because that's the one thing they can't touch. Yeah, I, I didn't word it exactly like that. I said our religious beliefs. I, like I said, I've learned a lot since mm -hmm. since the whole ordeal. and um, But they did get really squirmy. I noticed when I brought up our faith and our belief or our knowing of creation <laughs> they didn't like that and i made it a point to make our stand spiritually like this you're stepping into this house and this is who which side we've chosen like i i made sure to have the bible out every time they came over and anyway um so the birth certificate came up one more time why we didn't and our court appointed attorney uh, asked for the anything that would back up why we did that why we chose to do private records and it was um, the old tactical sovereignty group 
uh, posted, had the post about the passport and the family Bible being sufficient to get a passport. And I found the Social Security Administration brochure PDF online. And it states in there that it is voluntary to get a, a number. And so I sent all that stuff to um, the lawyer and it never came up again. And after that, we were just, I, I prayed so much and I made an effort to be kind to the people who had taken taken our boys. That was really hard because I, I was so, so angry. <laughs> but I just, I prayed for them and I offered them drinks and made them feel like they were at home because that that's all I could do at that point. And um, we did everything, uh, we did everything they asked of us, um, doctor's appointments, and they, they went out of their way, which we didn't get recordings of this, which I uh, record everything. Um, if you have to deal with them, record, record all the way up into the end record everything and get it in writing if you can. Um, they made a point. They were like, oh, well, they're wards of the state. And I was like, in my head, I was like, no, they're not. <laughs> and I just kept held my tongue. And I was just like, no, they're not. And they're like, okay, well, we got our boys back and we took them to all these doctor's appointments and the social workers, um, they were like, everything's going to be paid for. They're on Medicaid and all this stuff. And I was like, no, they're not. They can't qualify for that because they don't have a social security number. <laughs> and so we, we did all that and we got our boys home. And then the judge signed a 30-day um, thing from when they got home to basically allow them to stop by whenever they wanted. And during that time, we started receiving the medical bills from all the visits that were supposed to be paid for. And I was like, oh, look at here. And we started making phone calls. And even the, fo the foster parents, when they took the boys to get checked out because they got sick while they were away. Uh, the doctors there, they didn't know what was going on. They couldn't get a hold of CPS to get payment. And we started getting our lawyers, started making phone calls and asking, and they talked to three different CPS attorneys and they still weren't getting any answers. And they finally copped out like, oh, well, they were returned in less than a month. So it's the, the, the parents' responsibility to pay for everything. And I'm like, right. It's the owners. The property yeah. owner is responsible for the maintenance. Mm -hmm. Which, <laughs> That's what they prove to you. Is, is since they don't have that title of ownership, mm -hmm. they had to send the bill to the correct principal. Yes, exactly. And I just proved that they were never words of the state and they had, they had stolen our property. And I, um, we got them back within the month and 
we got the bills taken care of. It all worked out. But with that, I mean, I started researching war, well, like what ward actually means. And it means to take full responsibility, usually of a child. And that includes financially. And I was just thinking, hmm, okay. And so that I have all the proof I need if they ever come knocking again. <laughs> when, was the, when was the time frame? Uh, it was the bills that, that came in. How long ago has this been? Six months? A year? Oh, it's been, uh, well, let's see. March 6th, they were taken, and they were brought back the 25th of what year? Of March, of March 2020. Okay. Yeah, so, we, we. So I, I, I just want to throw this out there for anybody that's listening. Um that this is where a property owner claims damages to their property. Well, you made me uh, do X, Y, and Z under threat and duress, being mm -hmm. that they made me take it to a doctor, okay? And there was mm -hmm. expenses. There, there was, um, there's liabilities here. This is where, because you do own the property, this mm -hmm. is where you can go to your Secretary of State website, download the tort claim. Tort fill claim, it out. okay. They have six months to pay or deny the tort claim. When you wait out the six months, they, they have waived because now you're going after their insurance, which is bonds. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, you can, now you can bill the state... Okay. For its agency, the state would be the principal, and the the uh, CPS would be the agent. Mm -hmm. Now you can hold the state liable for treble damages. Okay, and the state can't claim; uh, they have no immunity defenses. The court won't hear any immunity defenses. Okay, I, I'm, and the reason I'm telling you that is because. I'm not telling you to do that. You may be want to stay in peace with them. You may want to just move beyond and that's fine. But if people don't understand, you have to people in mass, we have to keep these people busy uh, as busy as they're keeping us. Mm -hmm. and we have to spank them. Okay. We have to. And so I, that's, I, that's why I wanted to interject that. So it's not necessarily my advice to you, uh, yeah. but I want people to know that that's the way you cannot sue a state or federal. You cannot sue me without exhausting your administrative remedies first. And that means that if I hit you with my car, uh, you cannot sue me. You have to sue my insurance. Get uh -huh. to claim it on my insurance, my bond. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, I don't pay for insurance, but I'm just saying hypothetically. Uh, if that doesn't pay or it is denied, now I'm stripped of everything and I stand before God naked. Okay. And uh -huh. so do they. So I just yeah. wanted that on this recording for anybody listening. So anyway. Okay. Yeah. That's We've gone back and forth, and it's it's resources and and 
this this touches on something though that we're really starting to see i think amped up today i mean we're, we're going on uh two years of this new invisible boogeyman that everybody's supposed to be afraid of and we're seeing things now kind of put into the minds of people um headlines like in newspapers that say that uh Parents need to come to the realization that their children are really um, part of the community or owned by the community. They're not really theirs. And so this is getting away from this, this fact that it is your property and it's your decision whether you want to get a medical procedure done to them. It's not the community's decision whether or not this is going to be done to them. And the same even comes for your own personal body as well. So we're really seeing them lately starting to even more, like I said, muddy the waters or, or, or gray out the, the real truth to this whole scenario. And so yeah, it, well, it's, and- it's very important to follow to comprehend these things. Well, and they've acknowledged by the act of Congress, they've acknowledged long time ago that you have the right to refuse medical treatment. There's an act of Congress. It's called the right to refuse medical treatment. And that means she didn't have to take her property to their doctors. Okay. Um, But I I think you took the path of least resistance. And I I, I think sometimes that's wise to operate when, when they have a hostage. Um, you operate in the spirit of, of cooperation, okay? That's it, yeah. Well, in their language, that would be uh, referred to as the peaceful settlement of disputes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, always go for peace. Always go for peace. If they insist on war, then then you go to war. Yeah. That's, we we didn't... We didn't have, have, uh, we wanted to go after the, the charges. We wanted to do something, but we just didn't have, um, we're the only, we're the only ones our boys have where we are right now. Did they drop the criminal charges? No, um, I'm serving probation. Um, I was ordered to take um two classes which one i'm still i have four more classes and the classes that got it, it basically the criminal side was just i need to look over it again because so much just didn't make sense um so you, but, you entered into a settlement agreement with them is yeah. that what you did okay. yes okay because um uh, it's 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 a peace treaty. That's what mm-hmm. it is. It's a contract. Yes. And, um, and I know some people are adamant against them, and and some people I negotiate their peace treaties for them. Uh, but and I encourage them to take them just because it's it's simpler. But um, anyway, that's why I wanted to ask you. So anybody who's listening. Uh, that has any judgmental mentality about that is sometimes, especially when children are involved, a, a, a hostage situation, 
a peace treaty is the 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 wisest route to go. And and remember, peace treaties, a treaty is law of the land. So one once you enter a peace treaty, you cannot violate that. Be very mm-hmm. very bad to anybody who's listening. Do not violate your contracts. No, I we have we're doing everything we've been asked, even though the classes are for people who drink and have addictions and it just yeah. it's very hard to but I'm going to the class and I'm gonna finish you know, them. I, I I mean I only know what you've told on, on this call, mm-hmm. but I, I I wanna tell you everything sounds like you guys stood in honor and y'all were so brave and um i i believe what what's in your heart um is is why you have a successful story and uh i I think you guys both acted honorably throughout it and i think that's one of the biggest reasons i've got chill bumps just telling you this but i i don't i know that won't heal you but mm-hmm. I hope it does comfort you um, and oh, thank you so much that's all we did was try to be honest and stay in honor as much as possible and thank you you're welcome yeah, let me let me give you a little, little break here Cecilia and touch on something here when it comes to contracts and a lot of people are very afraid of contracts but they don't realize really the power that contracts can have and they're not against you not always against you yet you can look through contracts you're supposed to look through them uh don't accept a unilateral contract keep it bilateral you know if you know put your input in hey i don't like this part i don't like that part and let me give you a quick example um i purchased a rental property one time that was currently uh being rented and so when i went there the first time to take a look at things i i met the uh people that were renting it and i said to them yeah i'm you know the new owner of the property um, I have a rental agreement here. I'm not making any changes in your rent, not making any changes in anything. This is just switching from your previous landlord to, you know, a, a new owner here. And they said, no, they said, we, we already signed a, uh, we already signed a contract. We already signed a rental agreement. We're not signing another one. And I said, okay, that's fine. And I left it alone. And about five months later, they contacted me and they said, yeah, we've got a problem. And I said, okay. They <laughs> said, um, they said, our, our uh, AC went out. And I said, okay, uh, well, I don't really know what to tell you about your AC going out. All I know is that when I purchased this piece of property, the AC was working. So, you know, when you guys leave, it still needs to be working. And they said, they were confused. What do you mean? (laughs) And I said, let me explain something to you about contracts. That contract I offered you you people before that you refused to sign, I said, 
a contract doesn't just protect me, but it would also have protected you as well. And I would have been bound, depending on how the contract was written, to take care of the AC for you. But since you wanted to stand on your old landlord's contract that you signed with them, um, it's now void. So he's not going to be able to help you either. And so now this is up to you to take care of. Well, what people have to understand is that people want to get away from their liabilities. Okay. They want to hide from liabilities, duties, and responsibilities. That's why they set up a corporation in the first place to protect assets. Okay. The, the, the thing is people have to understand that duties, responsibilities and liabilities come from a contract, but so do the benefits. So Absolutely. There's no benefit. There's, I have no li- you had no liability there, and they had no benefits. And that's why contracts, listen, you can be afraid of contracts all you want, and you will get nothing. Ever. I love contracts. You, you might as well go. You might as well go shit in a box, okay? And <laughs> and 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 piss in the rain gutters. You'll never have anything without contracts. But you have to control and have input. Not not have, but exercise your right to input into those contracts. Furthermore, you have to demand the contract. Stop throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Get the contract because they're invisible. You haven't seen them. Get them. Well, we can't proceed here until I have a copy of the contract that you have up there because I haven't been privy to it before, but I know that you're enforcing a contract and I need to be, I need a copy of it. Furthermore, it has not been admitted into evidence. And you shouldn't even be looking at it until it's been admitted into evidence. It cannot be admitted into evidence until a jury has been impaneled and the trial has begun. Mm-hmm. That's right. Input. Lots of good information. <laughs> well, now, since we're talking, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to cut in here as far as the contract goes. It, I've heard from. Um, somebody retired from the judiciary say that one of the issues, one of the problems that we have, and I'm, I'm glad she brought up like invisible contracts. There's a great book out there by Mercier that people can look up called invisible contracts. You can um, you guys print that got off. To read that. You, anybody listening to this, you've got to get that and read it. It's a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Because and 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 what this gentleman said is the problem we really have is that all through our life we have agreed to hundreds, maybe thousands of contracts without realizing it. But the real problem that we have is that we've never created our own contract, and, and that's what we really need to do. And we, a lot of people are probably going to be wondering also like with the offspring, well, what are some of those first steps? And to me, it's not just preferably having a home birth and uh, avoiding uh, maybe the paperwork that they're going to try and force at that time. But I would recommend that even prior to the offspring arriving, 
uh, I call it the physical manifestation day. Is what I call it. Uh, that's the day of nativity. Um, but I recommend that you generally will have an idea a month ahead of time when this offspring will be arriving. And so go to the local paper, put in two consecutive notices in the business section that you are expecting um, the arrival of some new property and put your claim in there. That way, your claim, first in line, first in time, you've made the claim before anybody else can ever force or push anything else to try and make a claim on your property. And, and I want to add something that a lot of people, I, I've never heard anybody discuss, is if they are going to create a legal person for your little baby and you don't want you want to you you want to stay in peace because you're not sure you don't understand you can't really articulate or uh for whatever reason okay give you name that legal person but call your little baby whatever you want right so you can say uh, when you fill out the paperwork, because the hospital won't let you leave without filling out the paperwork. And they yeah. said, well, you know, when you fill out the paperwork, make it John Henry Smith. Make up whatever you want. But then name it little, you know, name the little sucker. Uh, so that's naming. And then you'll call, you know, uh, Jim Gunther. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so he's always known himself as Jim Gunther, right? Or, or James Gunther. But mm-hmm. but this person over here, he'll never use that legal person. That legal person will never be used. And go and create him his own person. Okay? Call it the 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 Gunther Family Trust. <sighs> Yeah, Jules, you brought everything up st- that he does needs to be done through the trust. Jules, you he brought up something earlier. It, yeah, I th- I th- that that is a great option there. And I would say up until maybe four or five years ago, that was about the only option we had. But I think that there's something you brought up earlier that they are now doing. That when I when I look at a problem. I try and see how you can take that problem and turn it into a solution for yourself. And you're talking about the muddying of the waters with the male and female issue and even the boy-girl thing nowadays. So I think they're actually giving us another out here that can be used. And, And it would be this. When the info for that paperwork is requested, such as the name, Okay, and also on that is going to be the sex. How about if we just start using the game they're using and say, you know what? I'm sorry, but my offspring is too young right now. I think we're going to have to wait a few years and let it decide if it's male or female. Um, I, I think we need I think we need to wait a few years and let it choose what name it wants to go by, because. 
it would be totally socially unacceptable for us to force anything on this racist. offspring. It would be racist <laughs> and white white supremacist and whatever else you want to throw at it. <laughs> so I think it would be fun to play with that and just use what they're using. Hey, you guys came up with it. It wasn't my idea. It was your idea. So I, I'm just going with it. You know, we're going to let the child decide. What, what's, what's most important in my mind is that you give them a person that you created so that you have jurisdiction and let them use that. For, for example, um, somebody says, well, how am I going to get a job? Well, you're going to subcontract, right? They're going to hire the JKPE trust and i'm going to show up because because everything that i do is for the trust and i don't work for the trust everything i do is for the trust and has to benefit the beneficiaries so they'll make out the check to the trust and when they want you to fill out a w2 w4 whatever those forms are um uh or if you come in as a trust you say you'll be hiring the trust but i'll be the one who shows up okay and that is, um, they'll, uh, they would want a W-9, but a W-9 is inappropriate here because the trust doesn't deal in securities, okay? So uh, you simply say you will get an invoice just like you'll get, you don't have the electric company or the phone company fill out a W-9. You just pay the bill when it comes. So people think, well, how's my kid going to work if they don't have a, a, a a uh, birth certificate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or a social security number. Okay. Well, I don't have that. And, but so what you do is the trust, the, the JKP space space E trust has its own social security number. Okay. It has an EIN and that is a social security number for a entity, okay? So you say, oh, no problem. Yeah, here is the EIN number. Here's the social. And for the uh, for the birth certificate, you can give them a certified copy of the certificate of existence, okay? That's the birth certificate. The, this, this thing was birthed when I ordained it, and ordained means I put it in writing. Okay, so here's the birth certificate. Certificate of existence. Okay. And the social is, uh, is the nine-digit number that, they, that I had the IRS give it, just as a way to recognize it. And then I told the IRS, hey, look, you know, uh, you sent me this, and it says that the trust has to file uh, an income tax return. But according to such and such, it doesn't. And they sent back. They said, hey, sorry, we've corrected our records uh, uh, according to your request. And so there's no, there's no filing for income uh, returns for the trust. So even if they did want to 1099 the trust... It would be irrelevant because the trust has no filing requirements because I've made a peace treaty <laughs> with the federal air quote government. 
and because so, your corporation didn't create it. <laughs> yeah. So for so trust, you, you say, well, how am I going to jump this hurdle? Look, if you can't jump the hurdle, walk around it and keep freaking going. Okay. Everything that you think is complicated, think about it. The last thing you think about, I want you to lay there and worry about it. And, and I mean, worry that's meditate on it as you're falling asleep. And when you wake up in the morning, you're going to realize because your ego shuts down and your subconscious figures it out. And in the morning, you look at it again with such clarity and you're like, oh, it's simple. It's simple. Mm -hmm. Just because they say I got to jump a hurdle. It doesn't mean I have to jump a hurdle. Those are not my laws. Those are y'all's laws. Okay. Those are your corporation's private laws. I'm working with my trust private laws. And so according to my trust laws, I get to walk around it. Okay. So trusts, that is something that I have tried to learn about, but it, all the stuff I have found is very complicated. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're thinking that you got to go out there and figure out how to set up one of their kinds of trust. Okay. No, just by being on this phone call together, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you to okay. not lie to me. I'm trusting you to be honorable. Um, all kinds of trust. Okay. I'm trusting okay. you with my time. Okay. I'm getting benefits mm -hmm. from this. And I okay. have a duty and responsibility to you. And you have a duty and responsibility to me. And you get the benefits from me. If this is quid quo pro, this is reciprocity. We are in a mm -hmm. trust right now. The rules of this trust are the rules that Brian gave at the beginning of the trust. Mm -hmm. okay? He okay. He said, if you want to comment and be unmuted, say so now. Speak now and forever hold your peace. Those were the those were the terms and conditions of being part of this trust. Okay. So you don't have to, oh my God, how am I going to set up this trust? Set it uh -huh. up. Boom. It is set up. Give it a name. Give it give it a name. Nominate it. Give it a name. Uh -huh. Use it. And the only rule for uh, for this trust that 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 I everything buy through and in. Mm -hmm. The rule is it has to benefit the beneficiaries and it has to survive. It has to annihilate any threats that, but that come against its survival. It has to annihilate those threats and it has to benefit the beneficiaries. Okay. Okay. At the same time, you know, in, in discussing, you know, how, uh, the children are going to grow up and get work and things like that. Um, like uh, you already pointed out earlier, Cecilia, they show right in the Department of State regarding passports that just a Bible entry is good enough. And mm -hmm. if people notice, you know, in the old Bibles, you know, they would have places for births, marriages, deaths, all of the events mm -hmm. would be there. But at the same time, some people will say, well, you know, the, Maybe a more modern Bible doesn't have that. You might have to go find a specific Bible. But you also notice in the beginning of the Bible that there's blank pages in there. Mm -hmm. And there's blank pages there for a reason. You, they don't have to print that form for you. You can do it yourself mm -hmm. in that, you know. But so that's, one, that's a solution. But, but the word Bible is subjective anyway. Right. 
Bible means what you say it means. So my Bible is this is this six inch three ring binder that the trust resides in. That's the Bible right there. Those are the rules, laws, ethos, morals. They're all in there. So you can put it on a freaking piece of paper mm-hmm. and you can say, this is our Bible. Okay. This is page one of our Bible. And that's all you're privy to because I'm under a non-disclosure agreement with the Bible, not to disclose the contents of the Bible, but here other than page one. Okay. And, and, uh, or, or you can say with the exception of section 12 clause two, where it's called a description of property. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I can show you this this pursuant to Article 12, Section 2 of the Trust uh, Constitution. Okay, that's where we that's where the trust registers. That's where I register as an agent of the trust, where I register the property of the trust. Okay. These days, the. the I keep looking at things that that's happening and see them in a different light. And this might be kind of hard for some people to bite off because we've all been trained in a very different way. We've been taught this cookie cutter life that we're supposed to live. But people are, are worrying today about, say, for instance, keeping their occupation uh, because they might get forced to get a jab or something like that. And I'm seeing it in a different light that actually the system is pushing us in the direction that we were originally supposed to go in. We're supposed to be in service one to another. We're, we're, our employment is supposed to be our responsibility. We should be you know, self-employed. We should be creating you know, products for our state, the benefits for our state, for our people. That's the way life worked for thousands of years until the whole corporate, you know, structure came along with different companies and you know people working at wendy's or you know um, gm you know let me reiterate that in in a different light people who are smart enough to govern themselves and let me tell you who that is in case you're wondering that's the people talking on this phone call and that's the people who are listening to this phone call live and the people who will listen to it uh, according because those people are interested in self-governance, okay? And if you're interested in it, you're qualified for it. And if you're able or interested in self-government, governing yourself, you should have your own company, not a corporation, your own business, okay? And you should be hiring like-minded people, so that they put on their table too. We should be we should be constantly looking for ways to create. I'm going to create a scenario. I'm going to create a company. I'm, I'm going to create jobs for like-minded people. We should be be not employers because employees are not tax collectors. Okay, but we should be and. and they should all be what the government calls subcontractors okay they should be working for themselves they have they will invoice you 
They will use their own computer. They will use their own truck and they will get compensated for you for those things. And technically we should be paying them in silver and gold. Yeah. Yes. And you brought up an interesting word there, creator. And one of the things I've always said is if we were made in the image of our creator, then does that not mean that we should be creators also? Absolutely. We should, we should be creators too. If we are made in his image and that's what we, you know, it's one of the things that disturbs me. I, I really think that when people get out of grade school or high school today, they should be equipped with the knowledge to start their own business or their own company, however you want to term it. But instead they're taught how to be just good employees and bringing up our offspring. That's what we need to be teaching them ways to look for opportunity, ways to fill needs within the community, because that's really the exactly. avenue we should be taking. And that's where you're going to find your self-fulfillment. We'll be creating our own societies within their societies. Okay. Declare your independence, be independent from their society and dependent on the one that you create. But I also want to go back to something you said, Cecilia, about the passport. People have been looking high and low. How do I get on that? Do not detain list. Do not detain list. Uh, the first paragraph of the passport says, do not delay or hinder the bearer of this passport. Delay means to slow down. No, yeah, hinder means to to slow to stop, and delay means to slow down. If you want a document, use that. You don't have to be a driver with a driver's license to go work for Walmart. Okay, you got. It's it's just a matter of thinking outside the box. Because everybody's afraid of what I'm going to have to give up if I govern myself. Nothing. You gain everything. And you can give to others. You can create situations where people can prosper and, 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 and be successful in self-governance. That, that's why I've said for a while now that the, one of the biggest issues that we have is that we've been trained to think and act like peasants. And it's time that we stop doing that and, and start looking at the real solutions. It's, for instance, like the passport instead of the driver's license, you know, creating associations. Uh, what does it say even in the Constitution and in international law is that the state cannot impair the obligation of a contract, of a, of a, rather a private contract. Well, private contract, what's that? That's your association or your trust. And they also can't keep from association they cannot keep you from assembling okay so some so is it where you go going to an assembly where are you coming from come from an assembly you know you know what because they're the, the only only time that that prosecuting anybody is written in the constitution is for your representatives and your legislatures okay and it says that they cannot be arrested on their way to or from an assembly. Correct. <laughs> Correct. 
But we have to stop looking at things like, I'll never figure this out. No, just, just strip it down to its bare bones. And I was telling somebody this the other day, and I think it's worthy of, of throwing it up here on this recording. When you're reading things and you think, oh, it's just overwhelming, highlight everything that is not surrounded by commas. Okay? A semicolon is a run-on sentence. But it's not a run-on sentence because of the semicolon. It's really two sentences, okay? If you remove everything that's in the commas, read what you've got highlighted. Highlight everything that's not in between commas. So everything that comes first before the first comma, don't highlight what comes in between those two commas. And keep going like that. And you'll have a complete sentence sitting that will make perfect sense to you. Simplify, simplify, simplify. You okay? brought up. And remember that that's their horse shit. You only have to stick to your horse shit. That's the only horse shit you have to shovel is yours. If you'll start shoveling your own horse shit. But if you don't, they'll say you're shoveling theirs. You brought up the right of association, the right of assembly. And I think people should realize that the power of these associations is so strong. And they've known for a very long time how strong they are. It's actually what they use. Uh, they have all their own little associations. And, it's, and they've known this for many, many years. You can go back to, I think it was circa... 200 AD, and one of the rulers, Paya, went to Trajan. Trajan was one of the Holy Roman Empire rulers. He was an emperor, okay? And Paya went to him and said, you know, I've had several fires um, in my community, and he said, I'm thinking about putting together a fire brigade, and he wanted to get permission from Emperor Trajan to do this. And Emperor Trajan told him, no. Emperor Trajan said, do you realize that if you put 20, 30 men together as a brigade and, you know, you only have, say, a fire once every three, four months, whatever, there's not much for them to do. So what's going to happen is these men are going to sit together and they're going to talk. They're going to plot. They're going to plan. And they could become they could become an enemy. They're gonna conspire. They're gonna conspire against you potentially. So Emperor Trajan told him, No, you cannot start a fire brigade. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's another thing that they that they create a lot of? Agencies, right? Mm -hmm. How many agencies does that corporation have? Right? Uh what does your person that you create, you trust, or your private membership association, how many agents does it have? Because I'm telling you, it doesn't have enough. If it doesn't have as many as they have, you better keep creating agencies. So mine has uh, a department or agency of registration. Okay? It has its own vital statistics. It has its own secretary like a secretary of state it has its own district attorney it has its own prosecutors its own judges and it has its own courts 
They are nothing but corporations that have set up all of these different branches on their tree. How many branches are you going to set up on your tree? And you're intended to have these as well. And I, I can easily prove that. If you go to the Constitution and you look at the so-called so rights in there, what are one of those rights? It says you're supposed to be secure in your papers and your persons, plural. Right. It does not say, it does not say persons that they create. Right. And, and, and so when you're looking for security, get in your person that you created because the their created person for you there's no security there's no rights there's no benefits it's all bad for you okay get in your own persons and make as many as you need but from all of the umbrella of of one so i have I, when I told the IRS, hey, you made a mistake, this, this uh, trust is not required, we, I said, we believe. The trustee, they cannot question our beliefs, okay? So uh, when we said, uh, we believe that it doesn't have to report income, that it doesn't have to file. And they said, whoops, our bad, you're right. What I told them is... Legacy Ministries, that's a creation of mine, that's a person. Uh, Legacy Ministries, it's not, it's, it, it only exists on paper. It, it does not have an EIN. It has never been acknowledged by any other corporation. But Legacy Ministries ordained the Julie K. Pruitt Space Space Embry Trust. And they're like, oh, our bad. There's no following requirements. Everything. If it let's let's say let's say uh oh, I forget your name. Let me look here. Cecilia. Mm -hmm. Let's say Cecilia. Let's say Cecilia. You're like, well, I just I, I just can't get the confidence that you have. Um uh I, I need a trust. But but I, I don't I don't know how to set one up. I don't know how to trust myself. Okay, to just say it is done, mm -hmm. it is finished. Okay, and I said no worries. Legacy Ministries will ordain another trust, and and you'll be under the same protection, and you can operate that agency, that person. Okay, does that make sense? So yeah, that so, does. Because of because of the trust laws, it has to benefit the beneficiaries. So you'd have to compensate and say, well, as long as we're under the protection of your trust, then we'll. So, like, let's say let's say that um, that your property is being attacked, okay? And let, and let's let's uh, go for property tax, okay? And I say, no worries. Sign it over to the trust. Here's a contract. The trust will shelter it and harbor it, okay? Because it's being it's being uh, harassed by a a government, so it it can take shelter and harbor here for six months. How much do they want from you? Well, they want two thousand five hundred dollars. 
So for $2,000, we'll harbor your property. It'll be returned to you at the end of six months, but that gives you six months of shelter and protection. And that's what a sovereign has to do, by the way, is it has to protect, okay, mm-hmm. and provide and shelter and feed, okay? For $2,000, you get your stuff together and the trust will hand it back over to you in exchange for $2,000. Now, I've kept the laws of the trust. The beneficiaries now have benefited and you've benefited. Mm-hmm. And you had duty responsibilities and so did we, right? Uh-huh. So if let's say that you say, well, well, how about 1500 Okay, all right, that's fine. And now that now that we're both agreed, it's law. Mm-hmm. And I can take you to any court. I can take you to my court, to the trust court. I can take you to their court and tell them enforce this contract. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I wanted to tell you guys this. Anybody looking into that invisible contracts uh, where, where Brian and I were saying, write your own contracts. Okay? Um, include penal clauses. When they're prosecuting you guys for, for penal uh, violations, they're just being dicks. And that's why it's called penal. Okay? And you agree <laughs> to it. But in your contract, you're not putting penal clauses in there. Okay, the benefit. So you take the benefits, and you don't fulfill your duties and responsibilities. You're agreeing to be held in the custody of Sheriff So and whoever the current office holder is, in such and such correctional institution for six months. Make your contracts enforceable. Give give them something to enforce, and to give them, give them some teeth. Give them some teeth. Yep. Okay. Um, Jules, Cecilia, um, I was going to open up. If anybody had a question, we could take a couple questions here before we end this. Oh, yeah. If you guys can, uh, or if you ladies can stay with us for a couple more minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. So I will just unmute everybody. So if you don't plan on speaking, uh, please mute yourself just to back off the noise that we might come across and just try not to step on each other and let us know who you are where you hail from and uh give us a quick question or comment thank you and who you, and, and who you want to answer the question <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> first of all hi everybody this is keith here yeah uh, thanks keith keith is our co-host uh, I hit, when I muted the board, I think he went mute as well. We had to back off. There was some extra noise coming across there, Keith. But anyway, yeah, what's up, brother? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I appreciate that, too, though. Um, I kind of get a little busy in the background sometimes. I forgot, forget my mic's open. Um, first of all, I want to um, uh, say thanks, Jules. Um, very well spoken. And I want to... I let everybody know I appreciate your efforts in all of the world, dear sister. This is uh, one of the gals that tried to help round up bond for me when I was in my last court case almost six years ago. She knows what she's talking about. Um, and in reference to that, in regards to trust law, folks, as far as I can say, the simplest thing I can say about trust law is there's four elements in trust law everybody should concentrate on. 
they're the basic foundation of all law, whether it's written or just in your heart. And it's based on the foundation of a simple contract, which takes no more than two people or two things, one giving and one taking. This is the grantor giving something in trust to the beneficiary. And it does not require a trustee. And this is based on the foundation of the uh, beneficiary is not required to do anything. The beneficiary can dismiss the trustee. The beneficiary is deemed to be the true owner. And what is the other one? Um, and a, a, a trust will not fail for lack of trustee. Right. The trust shall not fail for lack of a trustee. And this is what tells us about the, that concept of a simple contract being between two entities. It, it doesn't fail for want of trustee. So you can base your admissions on these four questions in all courts to bring in equity. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, we've been here for an hour and 25 minutes, and I try to keep these kind of brief. I don't like going with any real crazy long ones, just because people see the length of time, and they kind of freak out. And I'm really glad uh, Jules was able to join us this evening. We were talking about something a few days ago, and she just happened to message me just as we were getting ready uh, to start up tonight's podcast. I'm like, oh, God, I'd love to have Jules on for this. And so it was... It was definitely a, a divine um, intervention, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Brian, I, I, I want to tell you real quick, congrats. I appreciate you guys letting me uh, be a part of this call. I hope I didn't dominate it too much. But um, I, if, if you're interested, Brian, in doing a call on that affidavit, I, I think that people can really – uh, gain a lot of insight and break through the brainwashing if they can see that and especially uh, 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 include a discussion on it. If, if you're interested, I'd be happy to come back and, and do that with you. Oh, yes. I think that, um, and people aren't really aware of what we're talking about, but yeah, this is an affidavit that um, Jules was afforded that kind of broke down the relationship that people have, especially when it comes to the situation with the driver's license and these contracts. And, you know, I've really advised people, it's the quick go-to in a lot of the guru communities of, oh, yeah, get rid of this, get rid of that. I always say, hold on a minute, stop and see how you can use it to your benefit. And so comprehending these things would make a big difference. Well, and the, diff and, and the thing is about that affidavit is um, a lot of people get on calls and they're discussing theory, okay? And now we're not. With, with this affidavit, we're not discussing theory, okay? Uh, possibilities. Now we're talking about fact, okay? A sworn affidavit. And if, if we, we can go into the details of what we're kind of skimming over, I know it's probably confusing for anybody listening right now, but um, it is literally fact and full disclosure in this affidavit. And you, once you understand it, you can see it happening in your other rights as well. So 
um, I, I look forward to you doing that call. If, uh, if let me know, and I'd be super happy to uh, to join you on that call for that discussion. We could do that and break that down uh, next week since we've, we're mentioning it here this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you want to, yeah. You'll have to remind me the day before. <laughs> I know, no problem. No problem. It's a plan, and I'll shoot you the link. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for having me. I Absolutely. It. Thanks for being on, Jules. Thank, Thank you, Cecilia. Mm -hmm. And as I try and remind people every week, because a lot of people are, where do I start learning? You know, what do I need to do? And what I always tell people is you need to realize who you really are, where you're really at, and where you're really from, because you've been deceived on every level of those. And that will put you leaps and bounds ahead of others. We will see you next Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Tactical Sovereignty. You can also join us on Facebook. Good night, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.